So I'm sitting with uh, John Lee Hancock on the historic uh, Disney Studios lot. John is the director behind films such as The Rookie, The Alamo, The Blind Side, and now the really terrific Saving Mr. Banks, which includes an amazing cast uh, headlined by Emma Thompson and Tom Hanks, as well as a beautiful score by Thomas Newman. Uh, John, it's a real pleasure and honor to talk to you today. Oh, it's, it's, it's nice talking to you. Um, so I wanted to focus on the role of, of music from the director's uh, position. Uh, now with your, you know, with your subject of Mary Poppins and having you know, the, Th the Sherman Brothers as characters in your film, there was always going to be those classic songs involved in the story. But when it came to the original score, what did you want for Saving Mr. Banks and what led you to Thomas Newman? Well, I, I knew that we had the songs that were in the script, and so it's kind of an odd one in that you're coming with, uh, you know, you're meeting with a composer and talking about exactly are we marrying anything to that? Are we juxtaposing? Um, we, you know, we, we both knew that we wanted to do more with it, and we had two different time periods, 1961 and 1906. My main thing was I didn't want it to be stuffy. I didn't want it to feel, I didn't want it to reek with period. And um, so uh, Thomas was able to come up with, uh, you know, with, with rich, rich melodies and cues that grew and all that, but also uh, other cues that, that seemed contemporary, if you will, for 1961 and kept it from becoming kind of a, uh, a doily movie or something, you know? <laughs> um, and I loved how big of a role the score had. Uh, there was times when, you know, all the sound uh, would even drown out and it would, you know, just be just score. There were times where it served as a beautiful transition, I think, between mm -hmm. the flashback of her childhood to the present. So when are those moments conceived? Are, is it during the spotting session? Or is it during the cutting of the first cut? Like, when do you like, okay, this is perfect. Let's pull everything back and let the score play. I think you... you, you Really, you're, you're kind of coming to that decision along the way. One, you know, when it's when it's recorded, um, but then you've you've obviously got it. You can make it as loud or as small as you want. <laughs> but I think when you get to the mix, it's just that gut thing. And sometimes, mm -hmm. once you're far enough along in a movie, you don't mind you don't mind being swept away by the music. I certainly I certainly don't. So mm -hmm. you want to be cautious with that. You don't want to. You don't want to blow it out uh, from the start and throughout, or it'll just be an assault of music. Right. But um, you know, they're beautiful melodies, and you have ways to sneak them in. And other times, you want them just to, to kind of lay underneath. Um, but yeah, it's just a gut decision, mostly in the mix. And so, how do you direct a composer? I mean, especially one who's as prolific as prolific as Thomas. And you know, both of you are not novice filmmakers. So, how do you nurture a composer writing for your film? If there's, you know, is there something that he's doing that you're not responding to? How do you kind of address that and work with a kind of a seasoned veteran like that? You, you know, I approach it the same way as as talking to actors. Mm -hmm. It's 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 character first, right? And um, because I'm, I'm I'm not an actor, and I'm certainly not a musician. Right. So I think the last thing an actor wants is for me to tell them how to act something, and the last thing a musician wants or a composer wants is me saying, I think we need to add a cello here. <laughs> um, so I, I, we, you know, approach it from a character standpoint. Mm -hmm. And Thomas is great because he is a very hard worker and very, very talented. Um, and so he would approach it from character and say, we would, he, he actually, he did something that was kind of amazing. We had tempted the movie uh, for a preview audience mm -hmm. with Thomas Newman stuff from other scores and movies right. and things like that. And it was working really nicely. And he had, he had seen that. And then after that, he said, would you mind if I re-temp it? And I go, well, what do you mean? We don't have any more. We had, we had a preview. We did, well, mm -hmm. we're not going to preview anymore. Why do we need to re-temp it? And he said, just for discussion. And so went over there, and he had said, um, 
I'm not saying one's better than the other, but the chimp you chose plays her side of the story and her side of the scene. Mm. Here's one that plays his side. And he would play a temp from one of his scores, and, it would, and we'd, we'd look at it. And then he would say, and here's another one that just plays the plot. that serves <laughs> as an engine for the scene. And so now you have, now I can relate to this, and I can say, here's how this made me feel. Here's why I liked or didn't like this. Right. So it's an apples to apples conversation. Wow. And and then and so that led to and sometimes you go, oh man, you're right. We shouldn't be playing her in this scene. <laughs> we should be playing him. Right. And other times you'd say, no, I think we got it right in the temp. I think we should be you know playing her in this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it gives him more information to to write to. Yeah. And uh, so he uses old scores. Not, not he didn't like write little demos or anything it was just he just kind of became your music supervisor were, almost no there were a cu- there were a couple uh, yeah in a way I mean, yeah. he had, he had, he had, you know did, but there, yeah and then he would also sit down sometimes just to just uh, you know and, and play something he said I'm, I'm just thinking something like this mm-hmm. with this kind of a pace to it or whatever and he would you know dink out stuff so there was all that it's, it was a very it was it was it was a wonderful uh, I mean I just loved going over there and just sitting with him and just because I love work product. I love how mm-hmm. something becomes something. Right. Just kind of you an know. evolution, natural evolution of that. Yeah. yeah. And you talk about directing actors kind of comparable to that and you were you have two two time Oscar winning actors mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're compared to like the blind side you worked with a very novice actor and like so Tom Hanks has done a lot of films. So how did you guys uh, I guess collaborate into what he wanted to do with Walt Disney? I mean, mm-hmm. you say you don't like to tell actors how to act. So mm-hmm. how do you direct somebody like Emma or Tom? Well, I think the most important thing is to have a foundation <clears throat> of, of understanding for the character and the, and the, and the, the part that the, uh, the character plays in terms of the overall story in the movie, as well as a foundation of, of trust and respect. Mm-hmm. So that we're all on the same page. We've built this foundation, and then you've got actors like Tom and Emma. They're going to do tons of their own work, and we've already decided that we're headed north northwest with this character. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's what we've decided. Then they'll figure out all the stops along the way, um, and how to layer the characters. Um, but you know, and then and then when you, when you're actually when you're actually on a set doing a scene, it's just it's just the tiniest little things. It's like just little shifts in right. tone and and asking questions. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not coming in and saying do it do it this way. Damn it! It's <laughs> it's more like wow, that was interesting because you know what I never thought of before was da 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 Yeah. And, and then Emma or Tom might go, hmm, well, that's interesting. Let's try that again. <laughs> Let's see where that takes us. And so kind of finding it as you're doing it is, is, is great fun with actors with the, uh, you know, with the talents of those two. Absolutely. And uh, so Richard Sherman is also a big part of the film, of course. Um, so what was it like? Uh, what kind of conversations did you have? Did you approach him early on in the in the filmmaking process? Uh, and he served as a musical consultant. So what kind of input and feedback did he have on set while you guys were filming those scenes with Jason and BJ? Well, his input, he was a consultant on the film, and he was invaluable because from the start, he could read the script and talk to Kelly and help her with... Uh, she would, he would say, this is, a, this is a great scene, but Walt says something here that doesn't seem like Walt to me. Mm-hmm. Um, he, and she would, Kelly would say, well, give me some examples. And he, <laughs> he would throw something out, and she would say, that's brilliant. It's going in. Uh-huh. Um, so his involvement started early in that process. And then he was really helpful when I cast Jason. Jason is a musician himself. Right. It gives me the advantage of not having to shoot an insert of hands playing piano. I could have Jason play and actually play live in the room sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but he needed to learn to play like Dick, like a like a, a song seller, if you will, right. as opposed to a performance. It's right. not. I'm selling songs here, 
And so when you watch Dick play, it's it's jangly and it's here and it's, he's looking at you like you're liking this, right? You're liking it. And and Jason was more this. Uh-huh. And so he, uh, Jason essentially moved in with with Richard and his wife Elizabeth, and they would just sit at the piano for hours and hours and wow. hours and play for each other. Um, and so that was invaluable. And then meeting with Tom and talking to Tom, it was helpful for Tom. It was helpful for Emma too because right. she could talk about what actually happened in that rehearsal room uh-huh. um, and then just to have him around one he's just he's such a joy he's 85 going oh, on he's 25 fantastic guy I've met him several times yeah, yeah he's just lovely you know and so it's just been one of the many special gifts of this movie has been getting to know Richard Sherman and having him be involved with the movie yeah and so I know uh, for me as a writer, uh, score and film music is kind of a huge part of, of my process. I know you didn't write Save Mr. Banks, but on, on you've written so many fantastic scripts. On the screenplays you do write, does music have a role in your writing process at all? Do you listen to scores? Do they help you come up with scenes, build scenes at all in the writing process? I, I, I don't listen to music when, I, when I'm actually writing. Oh, okay. I like it very, I, I, you know, maybe there's some... Um, some uh, some ADD issues or something, I don't know, <laughs> but I have to have it be completely right. quiet. Okay. That said, what I'll listen to between writing sessions, I will, I will select stuff that I think feels mm-hmm. either like the period that I'm writing for or that thematically feels consistent with what you're doing. Because mm-hmm. I think then, then, I, then I can take that and sit down and go, bah, 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 you know, start cool. to go crazy at the typewriter. But, um, but, it, but, you know, I know that Kelly on this, on this, on this movie, I mean, she had told me, she, I think she even sent me different music she was listening to when she was writing. Well, yeah, it's cool. Part of it, obviously, is Mary Poppins. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but other stuff. Um, well, now, I usually interview a lot of composers, and I always, to close uh, the interviews up, I always ask this question uh, to wrap up, but I'll kind of flip it for you as a director. Uh, if you could direct any movie ever made, with no disrespect to the original director, pretending the original director never made the film, which film would you choose? Oh wow! There's there's no way that I could do it better, but I I would love to do the conversation. That's an excellent choice. Wow. <laughs> well, John, thank you so much for your time today. It was such a great pleasure and honor to meet you. Oh, thanks. Thanks for your interest, and it was fun talking to you.